Okay, great. Well, hi, everyone, and uh, welcome, and thanks for uh, sticking around to the, the last presenter, which is me today. I'm Leslie Juflis, and my website is Trading Live Online. It was uh, started in 2007. Um, I am a CMT as a chartered market technician. It uh, means I've gone through a lot of rigorous exams to get that certification. It's it's uh, regarded as the gold standard in technical analysis. Um, I started uh, trading in the markets in the mid-1990s. I became very, very interested uh, in the markets. And when I discovered technical analysis, I just loved it. It just got into uh, uh, you know, my, my soul, so, so to speak. And so I uh, researched uh, everything and and found uh, mentors uh, to to work with and uh, develop my own style of trading. Uh, some of which comes from those mentors. One was Larry Pesavento, who really uh, was the person who who um, worked very hard to uh, present Fibonacci ratios to the trading public. And you have to kind of understand a little bit of history of technical analysis to kind of realize the importance of that. At the time, technical analysis was kind of still viewed as voodoo, as reading uh, tea leaves in the bottom of a cup. And then you put in something called Fibonacci ratios into that and eyes were rolling, you know, uh, you know, around uh, the floors and in uh, the big firms where the fundamental analysts were. Um, but Larry, um, with his studies over the years, um, he really defined some uh, patterns that are classic technical analysis patterns. And he's the one that uh, put structure into those patterns by adding Fibonacci ratios. Some of them you might be familiar with um, called the Gartley pattern, which is a retracement uh, pattern. It can be used in trends and ranges. And uh, the butterfly pattern, which is known as a reversal pattern. And so he, uh, he, you know, just would do his presentations and be talking about Fibonacci ratios. When I met him, I was like a Fibo what? And uh, I was skeptical at first, but I put a lot of study into it. And again, I do use those patterns and I combine with other classical technical analysis techniques. But pretty much what I do is pretty simple. So I'm going to kind of show you, um, first of all, I think it's really important um, for trading, you have to realize that trading involves different um, segments to be successful. It's not just jumping in and trading and you hear in a chat room or on um, a financial news network, you know, buy this, buy, buy that, and then you look at your chart and think it looks okay. Um, technical analysis is just, is just one skill that you need. The trading part, the learning um, to develop a trading plan and start to focus in and be specific on, on what you are doing and understand that each action that you take in the markets has um, an impact on your bottom line is very, very important. So those are two separate uh, skills that you've got to be working on. But one thing with the technical analysis, if you're using charts, I think it's super important to um, get an overall 
uh, picture of where the indexes are and to determine if one index is stronger than another, who's the weakest, who's the strongest, are they all moving in the same direction? Um, these types of things in your analysis and part of your routine are going to help you to then determine what it is you're going to be trading and, and most likely a direction. So let me show you um, some examples of what I mean. Let's see if I can get this little chart open up here. So when I do my analysis, I generally start by looking at the Dow Jones Industrial. And I often use, this is uh, the YM contract for the Dow Jones Industrials. This is the futures contract for the Dow E-mini. And I like to look at this chart. I, I can just see different things in this chart that I don't necessarily see on the INDU symbol. About here, if we uh, are looking at a bit of time, you know, we're looking back to into 2019, the drop into 2020 up to 2023. Overall, in the big scheme of things, this is really a small section. But right now, I think it's a very relevant section of time to be using. And that's because of the lows that were made in 2020 and the highs that were made in 2022 and the correction that we've had uh, so, so far, I don't know if we'll get more. Um, so this to me is a relevant um, piece of time to kind of do some analysis to see where we are. So I've got a couple of trend lines drawn here. You can see these coming down. These are down sloping trend lines. And these were first drawn. This one here was first drawn. I'm using where the open of this candle is. Uh, and extending uh, extending that down through another open and close. And this trend line here, I'm using the absolute high and I'm extending that down across these highs here. Uh, so these have been on my chart for quite a while and these will, these will probably stay on here. Once I draw some longer term trend lines, I tend to keep them on. And here, these are showing some um, these horizontal lines, some support areas that are important to be watching. Uh, if we look at how the price traded here, it traded up uh, through this price level. It did some testing around where this dash line is, retest of that. So we know that's a support level up to the new highs. And then notice how the price came down, you know, around towards that price level again, uh, broke it, came back, tested it again, came back up to it. So this is a this is a level that um, the market has been uh, it's like a magnet for the market right now. And those levels are important to note uh, when you're doing some analysis. Currently, it's holding as a support level. And you can see this trend line, how it's intersecting uh, with the horizontal trend line. So that is creating an important level of support for the market. So on this weekly chart, I've got the um, Fibonacci a retracement ladder on is coming from the high to the low here. And it's showing us uh, how not only what levels the market has traded to, let me spread this out a little bit more. So there's the 382 retracement, a 0.50, 
0.618, you're probably familiar with all of those. Uh, and the 0.886 is also a Fibonacci ratio that I use that I refer to as the last chance Fib ratio. And that's because a lot of traders watch the 786 and then they watch uh, where the next high, the 1.0, or if it's uh, to the downside, the low would be. Uh, but if you study this ratio here, you're going to see that the market trades to it very often and finds, uh, in this case, resistance or support if you're in reverse. And then one thing that I've noticed with this, if you want to study this for yourself, is that once the market starts to close above that 886 level, this is why I call it the last chance, um, it has a high uh, probability of getting at least to that 1.0 test, and very often it exceeds it and will travel up to that 127 Fibonacci ratio. So for now, the um, the high was made uh, back in December on, on this current high here, and the Dow Jones has really been in this range. So let's study the range a little bit. So we can see just coming back here, notice where the close is. We have a close and open. Uh, open, close the same area. We have an open here. We have a close and open. Now we're starting to get dojis on the weekly chart, open and closing in the same level. So if you just sort of look at where my uh, horizontal uh, cursor is that's moving and we look back, we can see how those price levels have been traded to many, many times. Well, the market is currently in a process of forming a coil. It's in a contracting phase. And the markets, they contract and then they expand. That's all they do. In this uh, section up here, there was a large contracting phase of a lot of large up and down swings when the market made the top here and then had expansion to the downside. The Dow had been the strongest uh, starting from late summer, early fall, and leading the other indexes. The S&P was the next strongest, and the NASDAQ just couldn't quite catch up. It was just really lagging behind. So if you were doing some analysis and you could see when this move started that the Dow and then find the strongest stocks there, those are what you'd want to be trading. Uh, right now, the NASDAQ has picked up steam in the last several weeks. And so there's um, a lot of the tech stocks that are starting to move. And now the Dow has been just sort of in this ranging mode. But one thing to know about uh, coiling formations, whether you're able to find a classical technical analysis pattern from them, such so this looks like it's forming a triangle, that eventually the market is going to go into an expansion phase. So this is telling me, this is how I'm interpreting uh, these, these candles in here and these opens and closes, is that the market on the Dow is really in a point of indecision right now. And these doji candles are telling us that. And they're also telling us that it's this price level that we've seen a lot of opens and closes. We can go back here uh, and see that these price levels are the ones that it's trading around. 
So there will be a decision made by the bulls or the bears on the direction um, that the market is going to move out of this coil. So we can see that there's support here. So if it does break this, this is going to be the first area of support to determine if it holds, maybe it comes back up and it's a little bit of a false move, comes out the other side, that happens with triangles. So you wanna be watching that, that area. If it's a breakout to the upside, then definitely gonna be watching um, for a move up to that 0.886 and uh, potentially beyond, beyond that. So all of the indexes right now have a similar pattern. Let me show you on the S&P. So you can see on the S&P, um, we, we'll ignore this, I'll explain this in just a minute. But we just looked at the Dow, which is up, way up here. It had traded all the way up from these highs down to those lows. The Dow, it was all the way up here to this 786. And look where the S&P is. It's only at the 0.50. So we know by just doing a quick analysis of that, that the, the Dow is hovering around, but it has been, been stronger. But we can see on this chart, spread this out so we can get a good view of those candles. We can see on here, we can see the um, inside bar on this weekly chart. So we have this bar that broke, finally broke this trend line. It had tested it um, at least several times on the daily chart and on the weekly chart. Now we've got closes above this trend line. That's important. You don't want to see this fail at this point and come back down through where these support levels are. So we've got an inside weekly bar here. And it looks like um, this weekly bar will close tomorrow. So we don't know what it's going to look like exactly yet. We have to check the close tomorrow. But it looks like there might be, unless there's a breakout tomorrow, it looks like there might be another inside type bar. And look at the opens and closes on these candles. We're getting into the same price area. It's really been starting to coil around that 4130. 30-ish area, 40-ish area. It's doing a lot of testing around there. So this sets up a breakout type of a trade, either to you know, the upside uh, or to the downside, but we've got support to monitor here if it's a downside, because uh, again, any type of coiling pattern, there can be different outcomes of those patterns. It either gets a nice clean breakout and keeps going, or it gets a breakout, it comes back in, retest. Um, it just tries to drive everybody crazy and then goes where it breaks out, it comes back in and it continues to coil or breaks out, comes back, fails in that direction. And then a breakout in the opposite direction sometimes can get um, a stronger a stronger move. So you have to monitor their, their breakouts. They're not always just clean breakouts and they go. That would that'd be much too, much too easy. So just be aware right now that we looked at the Dow and we looked at the S&P and we're in coiling patterns. And so we're going to be expecting some expansion. So now let's take a look at the NASDAQ and see what's happening. We can do a little bit of a comparison here. So the NASDAQ, so here we are back to that March 2020 low, the retracement up to the highs. 
See this pattern ranging? Here's an ABCD cell pattern here. Up at the highs here, the Dow Jones had that butterfly cell pattern, the reversal pattern I mentioned. Um, the S&P had um, the uh, butterfly reversal patterns uh, and a lot of individual stocks were showing them as, as well. And that was an important um, pattern to recognize at those, at those highs. Um, in a lot of other kind of little technical things that were happening as, as well. But then the breakdown from this range, uh, notice the test back up, the trend line extended to the downside. So the NASDAQ on the weekly chart has not yet broken above the trend line. So the Dow broke above it and it's, it's up here somewhere. The S&P broke above it and it's about, yeah, about here somewhere. And the NASDAQ still, even though it's been gaining some strength, has not broken out yet to the upside. Now, this is, a, this is an ABCD um, cell pattern. Um, so here's, let me give a little explanation of this. What this pattern is, it's a very simple um, pattern just using uh, swings in the market that you have the A to B leg, and then there's a retracement leg that's labeled B to C. The C point is here, cannot exceed where the start of the pattern is. And then the third leg starts, and it's generally about equal to that first leg, A, B. So you can see here, this 1.0, so that's telling us here and here are equal. But this pattern does tend to extend um, about 60% of the time to one of these extension Fibonacci ratios, these tea leaf things up here. <laughs> this, this is a very powerful uh, Fibonacci extension ratio, 1.27. And uh, it repeats um, frequently, especially in the S&P market. And uh, it also is integral to these patterns. And the 1618 is a larger extension so that's just taking the length of the A to B, you multiply it by the 127 or 1618, you add, add it to the low of your C, and that will give you what that extension is. It's very simple to figure out by, by hand. And so right here, we're sitting on this ABCD cell, and it's gotten some retracement to the downside. Short-term traders could you know, make some profits on that. Longer-term traders are probably going to you know, wait it out. Um, but if it does come up a bit higher and we see um, the Dow move higher, the S&P move higher, you want to be really monitoring this trend line right here to determine if the NASDAQ is able to clear this trend line. And it's got to be getting some strong closes. Just an intraday move up and the back end doesn't, doesn't count. You've got to be seeing some um, daily closes. This is a weekly chart. It's a weekly chart. You know, you'd want to see weekly closes as well. Another important thing with the breakouts, especially when you're working, looking at all the three main indexes, is that you want to see them all moving in tandem. This is where you're going to find the strongest moves. So you've got your contracting phase, which we, which we have now. So on the weekly, we can see that there's an inside bar on the NASDAQ. Uh, and this appears, again, we have to wait for tomorrow's close, but if this bar stays within this high and this low, uh, that's going to be an inside bar. And notice these um, candles, uh, how we've got the bearish 
and a spinning top type of uh, candle here. And then we have the bullish and the opens and closes are all around that same price level. And if we look back on the NASDAQ at those levels, we can see these are, these are levels that have been traded at quite a few times. Look at this, going back here, going here into this section, uh, going back here on retest, uh, up here, this rally to the upside. So this is an important price level. It's in a contracting phase. And uh, we're going to see some expansion out of this. I can't tell you what day or time uh, that's going to happen, but you just put in your support and your resistance levels uh, and, uh, and monitor those. Uh, want to, if you're trading stocks and ETFs, you're probably going to want to be going and finding uh, some of the strongest um, stocks for the upside and weakest for the downside. I see some things in chat. So I'm going to look and I'm going to see a couple of questions. Okay. Does using the MACD in comparison to RSI give you a smaller position size? Uh, no, I use, the, I use the MACD as a momentum indicator to show me like on a breakout uh, if, whoops, I just closed the chat room. Let's see if we, oh, well, that's okay. To see if the market has made momentum highs or lows on a fresh breakout. I also use it for divergences. The RSI I use uh, for ranges. I actually use RSI to determine if the market is in a bullish range or a bearish range, or if it's shifting from bullish to bearish or bearish to bullish. So those are how I use those indicators. And I'll, I'll tell you what I, how I feel about using indicators. Um, I know, you know, when you come into the markets, there's all kinds of really cool things that you can put on your chart. Uh, they look really neat. But um, think about if you're using an indicator, first of all, study the construction of the indicator so you understand what it is, study the history of it, who developed that indicator. Uh, these things are, are important um, to know and just going to add to your skills and technical analysis. Um, but the indicator has to have a purpose on your chart. And that purpose should be, does the indicator either help you reduce losses or increase gains or both. So um, a lot of times traders use an indicator like a stochastic or it could be RSI, and they're using it only in an overbought, oversold method. And I personally have never found a huge amount of value to that. And that's because there's more going on underneath the surface with those indicators and I get a lot more value out of uh, determining the bullish and bearish uh, ranges. So I hope that, okay, so I hope that, um, so it has nothing to do with the position, with the position size. What would have to do with the position size is the um, knowing if you are in a range environment versus a trending environment, that, that would make a difference in position sizing. Okay, so if you guys have any symbols you want to um, take a look at, go go ahead and put them in. I am going to put up, um, I want to take a look now at the, a 60-minute chart of the S&P with you and show you sort of what's been going on, a little bit tighter view. 
it's always good to, I think, scale down in your uh, timeframes. Let's see, we want that, not that much. There we go, not that much. Okay, so we can see, we are just talking about um, the, um, the weekly charts and how uh, we're in a contracting phase on all three of the indexes. So the expectation is for a larger move coming. So we'll probably see, you know, maybe today might be a smaller range day. We'll have to see how, how it closes. So on this chart, we can see um, the market. This was formed a larger range. I'm looking at the 60 minute. Within larger ranges, you get smaller ranges like, like this one here. Uh, but you can see up around this level, it's right around that 4,100 level, how many times the market was testing that level. So here's a, here's a false breakout to the upside above 4,100 and then wham, right back, right back in. So that's what I mean. They're not always clean breakouts. Then the market comes down, forms support down in this area, uh, testing around this 38 and a quarter level breaks out creates another range uh, up here back testing that 4100 level comes back down this is actually about the center of the range this line oh this line should be extended give me just a second i will i'm going to do that because the centers of ranges are important you'll find that markets will tend to also coil around that center that center price of the range. I usually just eyeball it, be probably just a little bit lower, right about there. And so you can see the smaller range in here. So this is all the market does. This is this is it. Um, so you know, it's <laughs> I know everybody wants to go out and find the newest, um, the newest thing, but it it only does this. It contracts and then expands. And it it goes, as Larry Pesavano told me years ago, it goes up, it goes down, it goes sideways. So um, I don't have one with me. I wish I would have put one up real quick, but uh, you know, I'll just show you a chart from 100 years ago, and we're looking at the exact same type of price price movement. It hasn't changed. So here, the market was still testing that 4100 level, and um, you know, really playing around with it. Had a break to the upside, and it's about the same time that on the weekly chart, the trend line I showed you on the S and P 500, that that trend line finally broke. Now it came down and it formed. This is an A, B, C, D. This is a buy pattern that um, was the retest of the breakout of this range here. So sometimes if you miss a breakout, you can wait for some type of test back. It doesn't always get it. Uh, if you get a nice uh, pattern like this, A, B, C, D, you can quantify the risk in it. Um, so we've had a partial uh, retracement to the upside with this pattern, but no new highs. So using the 60 minute chart, this is how I would interpret this. Uh, this low here, we know how many times that 4100 level, just a little bit below it has been tested. We can just see that on our chart, right? And here we can see that we had a nice move up, but now it hasn't been able to come any further. On our inside bars, on our weekly, we go right about to this level and this level. These are where the market trades above. It's most likely going to get a stronger move. And so we can just simply draw a little tread line there. It breaks to the upside to go that direction. 
However, if we see a move back down below this, uh, these lows right here, the market's likely to come back into this uh, range. The first area to watch is going to be right around that, that center line, this pink line here. See some support there. Um, so the RSI, so you're asking about that. So I'll show you an example here. Who drew these lines? These are really crooked. Just going to move those a little bit. I don't know how those got so crooked. I swear they didn't start out that way. Little gremlins, I guess, on my, my charting software. So right now, the, the RSI tends to range in different um, Different assets are going to have kind of different ranges. And uh, Constance Brown actually um, was one of the technical analysts that wrote about this in one of her books. I'm sorry, Constance, I don't have the name of it right in front of me. Uh, but it's a really interesting uh, take on, on RSI. And it forms range, it forms ranges just like the price does, which makes sense. It's a derivative of price. But you can um, determine if you uh, put some time into it when the market is shifting from bearish to bullish. So as an example, um, if we take this range over here, up, down, up, down. And this is how you can tell you're going into a range. You're going to get sharp moves up, sharp moves down, sharp moves up, down, and you're not going any, the price is really not going anywhere. Then you're you're starting to form a range and you want to start to draw some trend lines around that. Um, so here you can see this range forming and see how the RSI comes up and peaks there, peaks up there, makes a peak there, uh, makes a peak there. And then see here where it breaks. Notice how the RSI comes down, makes a low, and notice where the peaks are now. In fact, if I take this line, I can just move this over a little bit. And now we can see that this is now the high of this bearish range. So this is telling us the market is still uh, bearish. We're on a 60-minute chart, so it's short, short term. And then when it breaks above here, it breaks above the range high of the RSI, and it starts to move back into a bullish range. And then this process repeats with this move down. So right now, see the peaks of this RSI right here? I move this up a little bit so we can identify those peaks. So right here, right here, right here, right here. If the market breaks out to the upside, you're going to want to see this RSI be able to come up and break these peaks, and that will be shifting into a bullish a bullish range. Um, so if we break, if the price breaks, not we, we're not, we don't really have much to do with it. If the price breaks these lows here, then the expectation is that the RSI is going to probably come down and make some lows with it. So I hope that makes hope that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Any symbols you guys want to look at? If not, I will just be throwing some up here for you. Okay. So let's take a look at, I'll check back. I don't have the chat down now. Okay. So let me take a look now at um, kind of continuing this concept of um, Adobe, A-D-B-E. So here's a, an example of the, um, we have the expansion phase to the downside, and then we go into a contracting phase on Adobe. This is on a daily chart. And when you recognize you're in a contracting phase and you can draw trend lines um, around it. And so here was the breakout. That's, uh, this is just from a, uh, 
your daily five on stockcharts.com. I do those a couple of times a month for them. Uh, recordings and it was this was on there then and so adobe had the breakout to the upside and the uh, measured moves can be used sometimes with these types of of patterns you just take the length of the pattern you can do this with head and shoulder patterns triangles rectangles so adobe actually got right up to the uh target there and now it's retracing back here to the downside so this would be an area of support to watch. And then back here, right around the center of that pattern, this would really need to hold uh, hold that in order to stay bullish. But you can see here on the, um, the RSI, the RSI came up and it also ranged, but notice how it ranged. It stayed in a bullish on the lows of the RSI, stayed in a bullish, bullish mode throughout that um, Whole ranging process and then moved up outside of that range with the breakout and then continued up to complete. Okay, so I've noticed that um, recently the um, some of the socks have been semiconductors have been bullish. Might be ready for a correction now. Um, but here on uh, applied materials, uh, just using some you know, parallel trend lines. Um, the upper, the lower, the center line in here. So applied materials, it had a big drop from its highs back in uh, December uh, and all the way down to the lows here and then formed an ABCD cell pattern. Uh, it finally you know, had a gap here, broke out, was showing some strength, uh, but now has hit resistance at this trend line with this ABCD cell pattern. So uh, there's a gap here, may come down and fill, fill that gap. Um, so for AMD to continue to be bullish, the um, price has got to get up and have a nice strong close above this trend line. And if it's able to do that, then I would expect um, a rally probably back up into at least the point five zero level, you know, possibly up to the, the 618. So as the RSI comes down, we're going to want to monitor that and uh, see if it remains uh, in the bullish range. It's still in the bullish range right now. I uh, see down here, we have made a bearish range. The rally comes up, it's bullish, kind of neutral in here, and then rises with this um, rally. So these lows here would be support with the RSI that would want to see that broken at this point. So the uh whoops, so the ABCD pattern, this will this pattern will show up uh frequently within ranges as will a lot of other classical technical analysis patterns. So this is this is one of the most um one of the most consistent patterns that I see, especially intraday. So no matter what market you trade, if you trade cryptocurrencies or Forex stocks, ETFs, this pattern uh, forms uh, pretty frequently. This is on a daily chart. The, the shorter time frame you're on, the, the more that you will see that pattern. I'll show you some examples here. Okay, let me go back over here, try and move this back a little bit. Start over here. So this is just, you know, just sometimes we'll take a chart and just sort of track the, the patterns. Sorry, they look a little messy, but this is a 20,000 tick chart. So this is an intraday 
intraday chart just looking to see if any questions. And you can see um, over here, there's ABCD cell that completed up here at that 127, had a nice drop to the downside. So ABCD cell again, uh, drop down and forms the ABCD buy pattern, and then back up ABCD sell pattern, um, another move down, and then another ABCD sell there. It's kind of got a little uh, muffed up there. Um, here, there was the ABCD sell, and then you can see how from there it sort of went sideways and formed a coiling uh, pattern here and a wedge pattern, and then dropped out of the wedge back down into uh, the larger the larger range, uh, then really not a whole bunch in this uh, swing up, but then ABCD buy, ABCD buy pattern. You can see the swings up uh, and down from that. So it's uh, if you're intraday, intraday traders, uh, this is a very valuable pattern to learn uh, along with the, uh, the Gartley pattern is an ABCD pattern and it's a, um, ABCD pattern that's contained within a previous swing. So for instance, this ABCD here is contained within this previous swing here. Here's the ABCD buy pattern that led to just a re retracement up. Looks like mine began ABCD down. Remember that 4078 that we looked at on the, the weekly charts? So that's one area uh, that needs to that needs to hold. So just some examples of uh, what that looks like on an intraday basis. No charts? Okay. Okay, so let's take a look. Um, I'm gonna take a look at uh, a couple of the, look at AMAT. So AMAT um, had an inverse head and shoulder, but first it had this big kind of big range. Here was a breakout, uh, formed ABCD cell up here, came down, retested, a false pop to a high there, and then it just got slammed, slammed right down. So notice here how this center line, look at the amount of trading around that center line. So generally when that starts to happen, you're kind of forming coils within coils, and eventually the market's gonna move away from that center price. Um, and out of the range. So you can see it moved away from it a couple of times, but not out of not out of the range. And then here, when it coiled around it the last time, it moved away and out of the range. And that that's generally going to be an indication of a larger, larger move. So once it found a bottom here back in October, this formed an inverse head and shoulder pattern. And so there's a left shoulder here, the head of the pattern and the right shoulder over here. And uh, it's had a breakout, notice a little false breakout, back down about the center of the pattern from the right shoulder, back up again, breakout, um, you know, a little testing. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes they're not always clean uh, clean breaks. Uh, so you have to, the, the importance of understanding um, how, any kind of breakout pattern works is in your trade management on where to place your stops. Because if you get a breakout and you're just placing the stop very, very close to the breakout, you, you may end up getting stopped out of um, trades that would otherwise be profitable. So you want to try and avoid that. But this inverse head and shoulder pattern, we can do a measured move of that. And uh, from the high 
to the low of the pattern and then just project it up. Uh, this is where I put the, the neckline on this and it's only gotten not quite to halfway uh, of that. So now um, this level right here is going to be the first area to monitor, see if uh, AMAC can still hold as support. And remember on the NASDAQ, we've got the, on the weekly chart, there is the uh, coiling process. So if the NASDAQ breaks out to the downside, then AMAT might, you know, break these support levels. If it breaks to the upside, then it may turn around and have, you know, a chance to get up uh, somewhere around the, the measured move target. But there's a lot of resistance uh, on this chart because of that previous range. And this high was just coming in and retesting where these price lows uh, were. So um, might be doing a little more testing here. And again, if the NASDAQ remains bullish, uh, make a, a try for that, gets above there, then give it a chance to get up to those that measured move. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Not everything goes in one day. Okay, let's take a look at, um, here's another symbol here. Here's, a, here's an example. Um, this symbol is CLF, and this is on a daily chart. Um, but there was the inverse head and shoulder pattern here too, left shoulder. So here's a difference in, you know, comparing AMAT to this symbol. This was a much cleaner, much cleaner breakout. You can see it broke the, the neckline, did a test back, and then, you know, had a much better move uh, to the to the upside. AMAT was a little bit, a little bit sloppy on that. But here, uh, what I would be uh, watching for on, on this, we know the neckline is here. So this is theoretically a support area that it may form uh, a potential buy pattern of an ABCD buy pattern. So this is where the 1.0 is, the 127. I told you about that's where this leg is going to be a little bit longer than this leg and the 1618. And we can just ignore the green one down there. Uh, so if it extended to the 1618, it would be getting back down and filling uh, this gap area. You really wouldn't want to see it go lower or close below that level in order to remain bullish. But let's take a look at what the, the measured move was on this. Oop, that's just a little bit high. So just right about there. So it was able to get um, to the measured move target. Now, again, you know, the outcomes are important to understand. Uh, sometimes they get there right away. This one got there fairly quickly. Uh, sometimes they do a lot of testing around here uh, and they, they might get almost there and then turn around and come back and then come back up and get them. Or they could just do complete failure. They can, of course, exceed it. Uh, a lot of, because this type of measured move is sort of well watched in technical analysis, then a lot of traders are going to be taking uh, some type of profit uh, around those areas. And so it just makes sense that there might be some type of a pullback. So um, again, so here's um, a potential pattern set up. So using ABCD, a buy pattern like this, now the trader would monitor to see if the price starts to turn down and especially get below this low, which start to validate this pattern. And then you want to watch for 
the completion point here. So by monitoring this type of pattern, you see this well in advance that um, this pattern may be forming. So it gives the traders plenty of opportunity to be able to plan out the trade as far as entry, risk management, and the types of you know, exit strategies that they might be using. Okay, let's take a look at another one. So here's an example. This is FMC on a daily daily chart. So what I noticed about this um, symbol, there was an ABCD buy pattern down here. The, the market has moved um, up off of that. If we do a retracement on that, you see it's uh, got to the 786, one close above it and then back down. So it's been ranging again. So uh, it's into, it had the expansion phase and now it's in a contracting phase and it will either, of course, move up or down from this type of a pattern. If this moves up, I would really expect it to be testing at least the 1.0 and closes above that, then the next expectation would be close to that one, that 127. Okay, let's see what else do I have for you today. Close this one. I've got a lot of symbols on here. Okay, just a sec. AD, I don't have that one on. Cisco was one I noticed today when everything was down um, early this morning. There weren't very many symbols early that were uh, on the green side. Most everything was red. But Cisco was one that uh, was on the green side. And so um, if we look at this and we do a little bit of analysis, we can see a bullish, again, inverse head and shoulder pattern. The, the, rights, the right shoulder formed uh, ABCD buy pattern. And uh, Cisco has been moving up off of that pattern. There's a gap uh, in this area. And right now it's got a bit of a close above it. I'm going to draw, this is neckline here. It would use this high going across, just about like that. Uh, so this gap I think is going to be important uh, because I think if Cisco is not able to hold this gap as support, uh, then it's, I think, likely to come back down into this range. But if we do, you know, just a measured move of this target, then you take the low to the high, and that may give it a target up around that 61 and a half um, level. The other way you can do it is you can take the actual price of the low and the high, the difference, and then add that to the breakout area. Let me see. BIBB. Okay, let's do it. Let me see if I have it. If not, I'll add it on real quick. So you can see these, you know, these patterns are just they're they're prevalent. Um they're worth your time. I'll show you my website in just a second, show you how to find it. If, you, if you'd like to learn them, I've got an uh, introduction to these types of patterns and it's fairly lengthy, in-depth uh, course. And uh, from there, you can decide if you like something a little bit more with it. And of course, I do one-on-one I do -on -one coaching as well, mentoring. I've done that for years, years and years and years with people. And uh, I... I work with people pretty pretty closely when we get to the part where it's doing any type of uh, trade plan. I, I am on them like a hawk. Nothing, nothing gets by me because we have to find out where you're making errors of what's working and what's not working. And that is super important. So you have to learn some type of a method to be able to track what you're doing. Otherwise, it's just a big guess all the time. Okay, I'm just going to stick the RSI on here relative. There it is. 
oh, that's looking bearish right now. Um, and the way I, you know, see that is not, you know, price, of course, coming down. But um, here, this was the bullish range of the RSI. So you see these highs right here, where my horizontal cursor is, and you can see how the price was bearish with that. And then when it became bullish, it the price got above those peaks and the RSI rose with it. And then it stayed in a bullish range here. And then here and here is where it started to shift from the bullish to bearish. So it's currently still in a bearish range. However, this is what I would be watching with this because it doesn't mean it can't, you know, eventually change back to bullish. You have to, you have to spend some time studying this um, to really understand. So it might see on BIIB this big gap area here. This was a big bottoming pattern on this big gap. So this this is an important uh, important price level support level for for this to hold. If it comes down into the gap, then it may be forming an ABCD buy pattern. You want to see possibly some divergences forming uh, with it. Now, another thing I like to use, especially with the gap like this, is we can take the low of that gap, go up to the high. And we can see if we can find another FIB level with it. So here, right here, the 618 and the 127, um, these prices are pretty close together. So I'm taking the length of that and I'm trying to find the 127 and the 1618 is all the way uh, down here, but also support here, so this pattern, you want to monitor it for a buy right around these these levels, right in here. Yeah. So, how did that answer your um, question? Did we get it on BIIB? I hope. Yeah. I, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're learning a lot because that's why that's why we want to do them. You know, we've got to have people. I've been doing this over over 25 years, and again, like I said, I'm a CMT, which means I know a whole bunch about technical analysis, even, I mean, there's a, there's a huge world of technical analysis, but you've got to narrow it down and focus on some aspect of it that really grabs you. Like if there's, you know, there's only going to be a couple of you out there that just see this and go, wow, that is so cool. I really want to learn that. And the rest of you are like, yeah, I don't want to look at it. It's really not, um, math was not my greatest subject. Um, so if you are like that, have no fears. It's, it's actually fairly simple, simple math to do. But you'll see if you study swings, um, the price swings, that these types of patterns here, the market started in a downtrend. And here on this corrective pattern, it formed this ABCD cell pattern right here. And so this gives the trader an opportunity, and there's a gap there as well, an opportunity to be able to define an entry, define the risk and also um, profit targets. Although a trend like this is traded different than, than a range like that. So I wanna make sure I'm not going over my time. Okay, I'm not. Okay, let me pull up really quickly. I'll just show you. Um, from this is my member dashboard here from my site, Trading Live Online. So this one here, this is my weekly market setups. And uh, every week uh, I do about a 30 minute, sometimes 35 minutes um, analysis of the markets. And we go uh, like this last week, we're looking at the inside day patterns I just showed you. We looked at crude oil, euro, um, answered a question from an email that, that I had and looked at several other stock um, symbols that might be setting up patterns. Uh, and 
this is part of, I'm currently doing six online workshops. We started January. The next one is next Tuesday. Um, so I'm doing a series of them through the end of June. Um, if you uh, would like to join, uh, just email me. Uh, you can email me at, uh, maybe David could put my email in there for me. It's ljuflis at msn.com. Uh, and I'll, I'll um, send you a link you can join. The, the cost is, is very reasonable for these, but you're going to learn a ton. Um, we're going through a progression, and you'll also have access to all the recordings of it. And I'll also um, uh, put in the uh, intro to trading with pattern recognition if you like. So this is the course, um, the introduction to pattern recognition. So this is what the course is. So I'm going to introduce you to what these funny little Fibonacci ratios are anyway. And harmonics and repetitive swings. This is what forms all trading patterns. And you'll learn the ABCD and Gartley patterns, butterfly reversal, three drive. And uh, so you can go through this at your own at your own pace. And you also get a copy of the Essentials of Trading uh, ebook that I wrote with Larry Pesavento, one of the books that I wrote. And um, I'll also um, put in a couple months of the um, weekly market setups uh, for you. And then if you really love this stuff, then just go to the 12-hour mastering trading. And this is a full course, 12 hours um, of everything. I, I broke the ABCD into six sections. At the end of each section, I have master chart tips where I go to my live charts, just like we did today and show you really everything you need to know. Then you get into how to develop a trade plan, trade management, and um, you know lots of uh, chart tips on that as well. So if you have any questions, just feel free to uh, email me. And if you'd like to get the um, the introduction to pattern recognition, just uh, you can email me for that as well. Make sure to see any other questions. Oh, I get a few extra minutes. Oh, that's great. Okay, there's my there's my email. That's awesome. Thank you. Thanks, David. Yeah, I'll just take, um, I, I want to go back uh, to the course, the 12-hour course. I spent uh, a lot of time. What my goal was with this course um, was to be able to give traders a course that starts at a beginning and brings you through a process of learning the technical analysis and learning specific trade setups that you can focus on and you can use any market, any time frame. Uh, and so you have an understanding of the nature of price, uh, price behavior, and then once you have a strong foundation, you really shouldn't trade anything until you have a very strong foundation in what it is you are going to trade. I mean, that just kind of makes sense, I think. And uh, so um, I took a lot of time to put this course uh, together for, for traders. Um, again, I've been doing this a long time, and I, I really want to leave materials for traders coming into the markets. Uh, to have something of quality that they will be able to learn a process of trading. Again, it's not just going and opening up charts and seeing what's moving. You've got to develop a specific approach, a specific trading plan, and a way to monitor the outcome of your trading so that you know if uh, the results of your trading are due to following your trade plan, whether uh, you're in a, a winning streak or a losing streak, 
and also be able to identify if you're making a lot of errors because those are those errors are extremely costly to your to your bottom line extremely execution skills is another area that traders have got to learn and that's separate from everything else it's it's separate from technical analysis it's kind of connected to it but it's separate um and it has to do with how well you execute trades in the market and so you've got to make a commitment to yourself um, that you are going to learn what you need to learn in order to be absolutely one of the best um, traders and learn how to execute your trades. And I know that sounds maybe to some of you like, well, I execute my trades. I get in and I get out. Well, unless you have a way to identify if you're making errors, um, you're not... Um, you're probably not capturing what you should be in trading. So it just, uh, it, it's uh, something that it, I know it's, I spent a lot of time on. So with this course, I tried to put everything into the process in the order that you, that you need it. And then here, down here in the live trades, uh, these are fairly recent that I put in uh, how I traded uh, S&P. Uh, swing trade. I put that in part one, part two, and then this one I just added another intraday, intraday one. I, I actually had a lot of uh, live trades that I did that I recorded over a year time, but unfortunately, the recordings got lost. Um, so that was too bad. But I thought, well, that's okay. I'll just record some more as I see them come up. And then here, uh, you also get a trade plan guide with that. So. Again, for some of you that just are like, wow, this is really cool. I want to learn this. This is where I want to focus. Um, this this course is, I think, very reasonably um, priced. And that's another thing I wanted to do is try and provide materials at a reasonable price and not, you know, have you send me an arm and a leg uh, for it. So the um, other ones I have is a three-day seminar. Uh, this one actually uh, is um, one that was from 2000, like 2009, last time we had a big crash in the markets. And so I kept it because it's got a lot of information up front on how you identify those errors in trading. We, in fact, we start the seminar off uh, with that. And so I, I felt that rather than just uh, updating with the 12-hour course, to keep this one because it's got elements in it that are, are super valuable. And then uh, day trading is a little bit different um, than you know swing trading or position trading. And so I have this three session workshop on trends as well, if you're interested in that. But with all of them, you'll learn uh, the pattern structures. And with being uh, on the weekly market setups, each week I go in and do this type of analysis. So you'll learn you'll learn even more with that. So, okay, so that's um, that's it for me today. That's all I have. I feel free to send me any comments. If you have questions on the courses, just let me know. I'll give you a discount on the intro to trading pattern recognition. It's usually $99, but um, if you email me, if you'd like it, I will uh, send you a link. You can um, have it for a discount at $79. And I hope you take advantage of that. Thanks for joining me. And uh, I Hope to see you on another one of these events.